What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Vile Files Bachelor in Paradise Recap Edition. I'm your host, Nick, joined by Allie and Amanda. And our wonderful guest today, Davis Burleson. How are you today, sir? Hi, how are you? Good to be here. Good to be with you. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, we uh, how's there, how, how are you ladies doing? Just to check in. I know we have a lot to, to get into. Liddy titty. Um, Interesting. Love, <laughs> someone's been watching Love is Blind. <laughs> <laughs> is that on? Yeah, one teaser? person. Yeah, I feel like it was like Nancy. Just like really <laughs> took that phrase and Wh- ran with which it. Which episode was that? I, you're a little it bit was bachelorette. I think it was bachelorette party. Uh, yes, yeah. she was no. gonna get litty titty. They did like a pool party. It was and a, they were day drinking. And it was a situation where like you could tell she said that phrase once and was like, this feels great. And then said it like seven more times. <laughs> I'm that gonna day. run with this. Yeah. <laughs> Make it a bit. You know? Are you watching it's, Love is Blind at all? I'm not I haven't watched this season, but I watched the last one. It's a, yeah, I mean it's a lot. There's a lot of TV going on. Invested. Right? Yeah. I was invested in the last one. Uh the one, good. the only Michelle Collins will be with us uh on Thursday to break down uh, episodes eight, nine, and ten of Love is Blind. Uh, as well as other things going on in pop culture. So be sure to turn in Michelle Collins, friend of, of show. She didn't, actually has never been on the podcast before. I've always wanted to have her on. Formerly of The View, she she co-hosted uh, After Paradise uh, one year, actually, when I was announced as a Bachelor. So if, you, if everyone's trying to figure out Michelle. But she's super funny, perfect person to recap. Uh, and huge Love is Blind fan. She's she's in the weeds. So that that's all Thursday. And if you uh, are if you're just catching up on Love is Blind... We recapped episodes one through seven on last week's Going Deeper, so go back, check that out. And uh, we'll be, what, what other topics are we talking about on Going Deeper? Do we know yet, Amanda? I mean, we've got the Giselle-Tom Brady divorce. <sighs> he really just, he just... He just chose football. Just chose football. <laughs> he said goodbye to my wife of so many years. 13, no? 13 yeah, years 13. together? Married. For like... Ugh. And he was he, re- uh, he retired for one year, not even one year fully. Yeah, you know, no, he, he, he always he, does. He this. retired for two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking we could do a review of celebrity Halloween costumes. Yes, we could do that. Yeah. And some other topics to be announced. To be announced. All right. Well, tune in to Going Deeper with Michelle Collins' Love Is Blind edition on Thursday. I think uh, are we ready to get into it? We are ready. Let's go. Well, Maddie Pruitt officially got married in one of the mm-hmm. most whirlwind congratulations, Maddie Pruitt relationships ever. <laughs> a warm round of applause. A, a whirlwind relationship. Well, just like fast. I feel like we found out yesterday she got. I know she it's was dating just someone. it's been. I mean the the wedding happened three months after their engagement, which happened eight months into their relationship. So they still haven't even known each other like a year. I mean, listen, they they seem to be more of the conservative ilk, more traditional. It was a big... Was it a who's who? Bougie. Big bougie. Texas wedding. They exchanged their vows in front of 400 people. Wow. 400? Yes. Wowee. 400? Yeah. How many were at... Like around how many were at Sarah and Wells's wedding? Not 400. It's a big wedding. Less than 200, I'd guess? Mm-hmm. Well, other... Some Bachelor Nation people who were there. Victoria Fuller was there. Hannah Ann was there. And Kelly Flanagan was Ooh. there. My question is... Was she given a plus one? Was she given a plus one? Because as we know, she has reunited forgot, with I, Pilot Peter. I forgot about Pilot Pete. and is and, Maddie Pruitt's Maddie ex. Pru- yeah. So that would kind have been of. a heck of a reunion. But, yeah. Because Kelly posted a photo of her in the dress that she wore to the wedding. Well, so Kelly posts on Instagram the dress that she wore to the wedding, and the caption was about going to the wedding, but you don't see her with a date. They were just like solo shots. So we'll see. But... 
Maddie. But he wasn't there, right? I haven't seen any photos of him there. No way. I feel like somebody would have snapped a photo if he was there. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like he knows enough that like it would just like I think he's pretty obvious that that's like a selfish thing to do for anyone. Like to bring him would be selfish. For him to show up would be selfish. And I don't think it like ended well. Yeah. Yeah. But Maddie had a veil that had embroidered like words on the bottom of it, a la Haley Bieber, who's said till death do us part. But Maddie said worth the wait, which well, a lot of people have been confused about. Yeah, because it did happen so fast. Yeah. So, so what is you, it just like waiting of life? Is it for fucking? Waiting. Oh, for my sex? God. Yeah. It really seems. Is it about it was this is this veil about sex? I hope not. That Finley. would be gross. There's, uh, I, as I see it, there's three options. Worth the wait. Either the veil is about sex, or it's about, I guess, like the marriage, which, you know, the relationship, or, you know, like the, the specific to the relationship, or the fact that, how old's Maddie? 24? 26, it looks like. She's 26. Okay. So either either it's worth the wait, I had to wait till I was 26 to get married, or worth the wait, I finally can have sex, or worth the wait, we finally got married. I don't think it's the le- like they've only been dating for a couple minutes, so it doesn't seem to be <laughs> the relationship. I think it's more like I think in Maddie Perut's world, waiting till she's twenty six. I think like in her world, she's like considered like the uh, like cosmopolitan independent woman. <laughs> yeah, yes. like what's wrong with you? Like, are you Spit ever gonna find Spencer. someone? Yeah. yeah, especially too. She's probably surrounded around people that got married at like twenty three. Yeah, so she, or twenty two. Right, like so engagement she, senior year of college. Right, like. and so she's like, I'm I'm the one that went off on my own. You know, how old is he? <laughs> he looks youthful. He does look like a youthful. And this picture man. of them, yeah, they don't. But with billionaires, though, I'm always like, what do you have access to? Like, you might be young or you might have some insane, like, zebra placenta cream that makes you not wrinkle. <laughs> well, he's just him? I mean... You never know. You think he's already just moisturizing? You think that's what it is? I'm just saying with billionaires, I, I think never... he's tw- You think he's 26, too. But he just looks like a baby. I mean, he boys mature. He looks 16. Boys mature later in life. Yes. Maybe he just looks like a little boy. He gets some facial hair or something. Well, worth the wait. I guess worth it's a wait. Also, I say this not in a shady way, but like it's giving high school graduation cap, you know, where you would like write something on it and then like toss it up. Well, that in the was going to be my question. Like, would you ever embroider? Because like Haley I... said, till death do us part, which I don't to me was like a bit like alarming to put death on your wedding veil. Yeah. Well, because gonna... I know it's like part of the vows, but it's kind of it... like if you're going to marry a pop star, you're like, no, we're dying together. Right, Justin? (laughs) You will never sing another song about anyone else again. (laughs) And by death, I mean I'll fucking kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Worth the wait. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know if they thought that went through because it just seems like it's about sex. Yeah. Wouldn't be the phrase I would want. I don't know if I'd want a phrase. Anyway, congratulations to them. Yep. And uh, hopefully the wedding was super fun. Sounds like it was. Yeah. So another wedding, very different venue, very different setup. Joe and Serena got married in a New York courthouse. um, And they said, we still plan on having a big wedding next fall that we are already planning. But with everything being so public in our relationship, having a private moment, just the two of us felt so special and intimate. Natasha Parker was our witness, someone who has seen our relationship from the very beginning. Awesome. Yeah. I heard a rumor uh, from a reliable source that they weren't planning on on sharing that, but like someone else 
recorded them and kind of leaked it, so they got ahead of it. Oh. Which kind of sucks. Yeah. Kaylin and Dean are engaged. So that's yeah, fun. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Good up for Kaylin and Dean. Yeah. Another round of applause. <laughs> I uh, I didn't know if that would ever happen. Well, we could kind of see it coming because Dean said that he wouldn't propose to her unless she bought him a truck. And she bought him a truck. And she bought him a truck in August. And then he was saying on his podcast that he acts he actually just gave her a placeholder ring because he got her a 4.5 carat diamond and accidentally put it in the junk drawer in his garage and lost it. So he's searching his garage for it right now, but he gave her one in the meantime. 4.5. These diamond <laughs> sizes are getting out of control. Put it in a junk yeah. drawer. That's Dean. Like, is it just floating around? At least put it in a box. Isn't 4.5 carats like an absurd amount? Someone put... Yeah, see how much that would cost an average person. What's a 4.5 carat wedding cost? What What's a 4.5 carat ring? Um. Okay. Some. I'm getting some. Oh. Oh. I don't know. Um. It all. It's all up uh, to the four C's. Diamond. Clarity. <laughs> Give me a range. Four point five emerald cut diamond. This might be useful ring. information for me. <laughs> Come Do now. We research. all know you have someone on the inside for that, so you will get a deal. I don't know. It's a hard. four point five carat diamond ring can range from forty thousand to <laughs> as much as four hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> this is from www.diamonds.pro. It's so on the low end. Reliable source. Yes. Incredibly. <laughs> so, yikes! Wow. So oh. uh, that's floating around his garage. Did he find it yet? Not. No we- word that he's found the actual one. She currently has the placeholder ring, which he says is not quite as nice. What do you got? Her two rings. This is the replacement that she currently has. So he bought one, lost it in his garage, and then got a replacement one. While he's searching for that, yeah. But also, isn't it not smart for him to share with the world that he lost a huge diamond ring in his garage? Like, wouldn't that be kind of ripe for Someone's going to bling ring his house. (laughs) Just go find Well, if he can't find it, it's going to take a burglar a long time. Maybe he's doing that on purpose to get someone to come look for him. And then when they find it, they'll (laughs) They'll arrest him. Their alarm will go off and he'll just be standing by. (laughs) Yeah, there's like, they're on, uh, what's it called? Where the cops sit outside in a car, like a stakeout. Yeah. yeah. Install some cameras. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, well, congratulations to them. Yeah. And I love how you said, moral of the story is, don't put your engagement ring in a junk drawer. As if, like, we that, all needed yeah. to learn that lesson. <laughs> I was like, Dean, <laughs> no one else is doing that. We we read that fairy tale a long time ago, Dean. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. A lot of love, a lot of marriage, a lot of diamond rings going missing. There's your bachelor tea. You want to end other than the happiness of commitment? A question mark to round us out. Um, Greg and Victoria? Question mark? Are a potential new bachelor couple? They've been spotted out in Italy together. There have been multiple photos and videos of them traveling abroad, which might then spoil the results of Bachelor in Paradise. Obviously, she's on the current season. People are wondering what the timeline was. Was there any sort of cheating or what the vibe is between Greg and Victoria? I, well, here's what I, we don't normally talk about uh, unverified stories uh, as a rule. As a reminder, we only talk about the things that people post themselves and comment on themselves. So this wouldn't fall under that category. However, I, I did talk to a reliable source uh, where I feel like it is okay to make an exception uh, to this story. That, yeah, uh, that was Greg and Victoria in those photos. I mean, it was obvious mm-hmm. they were in Rome. Here's what I know. From the source, the, for, the source 
has said uh, there was no infidelity, no cheating of any kind. And questions around uh, timelines and things of that nature uh, will be discussed and answered uh, at the appropriate time. At the reunion? Probably at the reunion or maybe on a podcast. Ideally. Ideally on, on, a, podcast. on a podcast. Uh, yeah, ideally uh, on this podcast. We shall see. But uh, that is what I was told. I don't know much more information other than that. But I am curious how uh, this, I assume, relationship started. Mm-hmm. I don't think friends went to Rome. Yeah. You know, but I am curious what, what, what this is now and, uh, and what happened between now and then. But uh, it sounds like we will get our answers sooner rather than later. If you had to bet any amount of money on the catalyst being your lovely girlfriend's birthday party, how much money would you put down on that? I would put down a ton of money and say zero. I, I don't, like, they didn't meet there mm-hmm. for the first time. Yeah. So there also, no, nothing was going on there, you know. So, but like I said, I know they didn't meet there. Yeah. So, like, and nothing went on there. So, like, whatever happened, like, certainly I, I'm, they probably interacted. They mm-hmm. probably talked. But if, it, if you're asking me if that was the catalyst, I would say zero percent. And I would bet any amount of money on it. Right. Yeah. Do we ship them as people? Well, I'm biased. We... I'm friends with both of them. Yeah. They're both great people. Yeah. I, so, yes, I quite, both I, of them. They're I both very like, nice. I, yeah. yeah. I'm Selfishly, I'm very much rooting for... You'd probably officiate. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, Nick is an not. officiant? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. But I'm rooting for them. I'm ex- I, you know, I, I, I don't know much, but I'm excited to hear more. And I, I hope um, it's for the best. Yeah. 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 Cheers. Yeah. When it comes to choosing a wireless plan, you're forced to compromise. But what if you didn't have to? What if you could get reliable service without a contract and save money? Introducing Total by Verizon, a new no contract, no credit check carrier for you and your family with plans starting at just $30 per month on America's most reliable 5G network. Sacrifice nothing, experience everything. Total by Verizon is available at totalbyverizon.com and at retailers nationwide. Based on first place rankings and Root Metrics first half 2022 5G assessments of 125 metros. Experiences vary, not an endorsement. So let's get into it. So as it, as it stands, I feel like we have some, some important topics to discuss. So we have, as I see it, Johnny and Victoria. We'll start with Johnny and Victoria. How about we start with there? Because we have Johnny, Victoria, and Alex. Then we have the return of Justin and Eliza and Rodney and that whole conversation, uh, similar with Kate and Logan. The I want you to tell me not to go. I want like, and like the the like who's right, who's wrong. I think it's a very interesting conversation. I think it's very relatable. I really I am enjoying the season of Paradise. I think like never before they are they are having they're giving us real world conversations that are happening where so much of bachelor is just like trauma dumping and trauma bonding and like the beats of their show and it's not really real world shit you know like they you maybe extrapolate some real world shit from it but like paradise we're getting some real world situations here and real like wanting someone to like you know pursue them rather than be pursued and then you hear you have men you know like rodney and logan 
also saying, hey, I, I want to feel validated as well. I, I want to know that I feel special. Aaron, that was a theme through all the men. And then we have, obviously, and we'll end with Aaron and... Uh, Genevieve. Genevieve. My biggest take on Aaron. <laughs> the he man, did. <laughs> man needs therapy. And a lot of it. <laughs> he needs lots and lots of therapy. We'll get into the more specifics, but that was my takeaway. <laughs> so much therapy. He needs yeah. to be told it's okay to cry. He did cry. But he needs to be told it's okay. There's a lot going on inside that man. I'd still fuck him. Oh. <laughs> Hot take, Allie. <laughs> you know? oh Scolding. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't say he was unfuckable. I just, like, a lot of men need therapy. You have alluded to him not being a closer yeah. in the past. Yeah. Separate from the therapy Separate. Thing. That that has nothing to do with therapy. I don't think men <laughs> He's should gonna get, go to therapy to learn how to close. I don't think men should get therapy to learn how to close. It might help, you know, because you know, at the end of the day, an inability to close is, is, is speaks to uh, maybe something going on inside or an insecurity or hmm. something of that nature. Anyway, let's get into John, Johnny and Victoria. So it kind of opens up, obviously, with the love triangle between Alex, Johnny, and Victoria. It seems like I got the impression that once this episode started, that the Alex of it all was. A lot to do about nothing, it felt like. Did you, anyone else agree with that? I only say this because they went on like, I don't know, they went, they went to a sauna and mm -hmm. over, like in a matter of, I guess, hours, they were totally in love. And Alex was, you know, but like, then it not was, relevant. It was a bit confusing though, because even Alex said like when he was pulling her and like before the rose ceremony, when he set up that little, like, I think it was like a wine little station for the two of them, yeah. he said... If she like I'm giving her opportunities to turn me down or if she wasn't interested in pursuing this further, I'm giving her opportunities to tell me that and she isn't. So does that reflect poorly on Victoria then if she was so set on Johnny to entertain Alex at all? What do you mean so set on Johnny? After the sauna date. Well, that was after the rose ceremony. I think ceremony. that was before. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. the, so the, she decided for the rose ceremony and then she really committed. The date was after the rose yep, ceremony. Right. And so... To me, the rose ceremony was basically Victoria saying, you know, I was unsure. I hung out with this Alex guy for a couple of days while I wasn't able to hang around with Johnny. And you poured me some wine, but ultimately I'm going to stick with Johnny and see where this goes. It kind of reminded me of when you're applying for jobs and you apply for another job and use that offer as like bargaining power <laughs> yes. with the one that you actually want, where you're like, listen, I want to work for you. I want this to work out, but this other job is offering full healthcare benefits. Like the, it, uh, he like, checked all the boxes. Checked yes. all the boxes. So when Johnny and 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 Victoria were on a date, it reminded me how how on Gabby's season, if we if if we don't remember that the reason that Gabby and Johnny broke up was because Johnny wasn't ready for an engagement or the seriousness of a relationship that Gabby so clearly articulated and stated. You know, Gabby's set an expectation and a boundary around this. Johnny was like, hey, listen, you're great. We have fun. We laugh together, but I don't know if I'm there. Totally respect that. It is literally five weeks later or less. They got, they, I mean, I don't know, less than two months from when Johnny left Bachelorette and couldn't commit to an engagement to when he went on the beaches of paradise and met Victoria. And what I find most fascinating about this, and again, real world, like for all the people out there who talk about situationships and fuckboys and all this, Johnny is a perfect example 
of like you know the oh if he wanted to he would type of thing and i and I, and what i mean by that is the difference between johnny being not ready for gabby and ready for victoria is that he just likes victoria more he is you see Johnny trying to convince himself and Victoria when Victoria is asking some very like reasonable questions, like and questions about their compatibility. Hey, like I don't. This is what I'm looking for. This is where I'm at in my life. This is what I'm ready for. She's very, you know, she's been very clear that she's ready to like really settle down and start a family. Like not that she like needs to have babies tomorrow, but like she's not like ready. F she's not looking for someone who's still figuring out who they are or what they want to do with their life or what they want to do for a career or like someone who's like thinking, I want to have kids someday, but that someday might be like five or six, seven years down the road, which is also a total reasonable thing to want. If you're Johnny, who is what, 25, 26, like that's a reasonable thing. It seemed reasonable when he wasn't ready to want to get engaged with Gabby, but all of a sudden he's trying to convince Ray, uh, Victoria and subsequently himself that he's ready. And this all comes down to, I think he's just more physically attracted or he's just more in whatever the reason he's just more into Victoria and when we were more into someone, it's amazing what we'll convince ourselves of what we're ready for. That we just just weeks ago, we we're like, no, 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 like I'm not looking for a relationship right now. I don't think I'm ready. You know, all these like real world kind of situations where we were dating someone and it seems like it's going well. And we're having fun. We're like, well, I'm just not ready though. Like I'm just kind of figuring things out. It's amazing what we use as an excuse one day. And like, and then we'll try to like argue against with someone else. And what's the difference? The difference is the person. One person was named Gabby, the other person's named Victoria. Because the other, other than that, the difference is literally a matter of weeks. He literally probably could have walked from the beaches of Mexico where he was in his season to these beaches right here. Like, yeah. did he even come back to the States? <laughs> we don't know. He, it's like, he doesn't like, have a lot of swimsuits. Get I him a life raft he, and he'll make it over on he, a big gust of wind. Yeah, he barely did. Also, something to point out, what we haven't seen is a conversation between Johnny and Victoria that goes something like this. Hey, listen, I uh, I don't know if you know this, but I was recently on this show called The Bachelorette, and you probably know that I was there. And and why did you know? Like, how did why did it end? You know, I went pretty far. I went, oh yeah, I went all the way to the fantasy suites, and it ended because ultimately it was decided that I wasn't ready. Don't you feel like that would be? I feel like he probably wanted to have that off camera though, so that way he could actually give her the tea. Yeah, but that's going to throw Victoria for a loop because she's going to think that he's going to pull the same shit with her. This was tea that he was able to share on The Bachelorette. Why can't he I, share it? Now, and I'm not talking about the tea, the tea tea. I'm talking about like he stated on camera to Gabby as a reason why he wasn't ready. That was his reason. That was his out. And we all said, you know what, Johnny? We understand. Good for you. Like, you know, you might not be like at a place in your life to be mature enough to like have kids and settle down, but you're mature enough to own that. You're mature enough to say that. Good for you, Johnny. Good for you. And now weeks later, he's like, no, no, I'm ready. And let one, I want to show you I'm ready. Well, I think he said, I think I can get there. Like, it felt like he was using a lot of language that was like, I could be ready. I was going to say he wasn't really answering any of her questions. Like, oh, what are your career goals? Are you ready to have yeah. kids? Are you ready to get engaged? And he was just kind of very much deflecting. And he was defensive about it. And yes. I, that's what I'm saying. He didn't, he didn't just own the fact with Victoria that like, hey, I just want to say like, you know, I know you have concerns about me not being ready. And that was literally the reason why I broke up with my last girlfriend, if you want to call it, or that's why, and very similar surroundings with more time. You know, granted, they have, it's more time, but less time together. So, you know, depending on how you want to value that. But either way, my question, I, and I don't have an answer to this. I'd want to know if Victoria knew that. Like, what was Victoria's understanding 
of that breakup and Johnny's like honesty around that and his willingness to be ready. And did that play a role? And the fallout that seems to be if they end up together, Johnny and, and Victoria, if they leave paradise together only to, you know, because if they did, we know they broke up because she seems to be eating pizza with Greg. Well, did that did that play a role? How transparent was Johnny? You know, if you're going to get engaged to someone in a matter of weeks, you need to be pretty fucking honest and you need to be pretty like upfront about like some some things. And I just find it interesting that so much of the conversation is about Johnny's ability to be ready to give Victoria what she knows she's ready for. And yeah. they're not having that conversation. Davis, what did you think about like Alex versus Johnny for Victoria? That's interesting because honestly, my personal opinion, I didn't really see Johnny and Victoria together. Like every time they would speak, it was, you know, very serious. And he he he, he would seem very into her when he was talking about her when he wasn't with her. But then when they were together, it didn't really seem like he was head over heels in love with her. And then she she seemed to be very into Alex, in my opinion. I mean, she was checking all the boxes. But I find it interesting. I, I, I was relating it to myself, too, because sometimes I'll be with somebody and I'm like, OK, am I really do I actually like them or am I only talking to them because they're they're they, you know, they have a great job and they're they check all these boxes. And, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting discussion because she kind of had the, the polar opposite. Yeah, I'd be I'd be curious because. I can see why, you know, she invested this time in Al uh, and, and Johnny, and then Alex shows up. My guess is her decision was more around, the, like, I've built all this with, with Johnny, so I got to see it through. Right. And with Alex, like, we, I think we posed this question last week, like, if Alex and Johnny and Victoria all showed up on the beach at the same time, I think our guess is it would be a very different story. Also, but if he, I think if Johnny had been more honest or like you said, told her about how his time with Gabby ended, it would have maybe increased her doubts about him mm -hmm. and maybe she would have leaned more toward Alex. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I do think a moment, and I know we'll get into this a lot more later, but I do think a moment where I really saw Johnny and Victoria being united was when they, I realized how much they both clearly love tea. Like when Aaron and Jen were fighting on the big bed, like they were the first of all, the first people to notice their, their face, ears perked they're up. They're like facing the other like, way, but they're like, yeah. And they're like not looking at each other so subtly being like, they're fighting. Look at them. And then do we leave? Do we leave? Do we stay? Do we stay? Do we the last one's on the damn bed. Yes, the last one's on the bed, and they were like, it looks weird if we stay. Like, there was a definitive moment of them being like, we can't. Yeah, and even for when Genevieve was leaving, Victoria's like behind the bushes yeah. listening. So Victoria She's loves She's like, it. it's too late now. We just got to stay. It's like, no, you can walk away at any point in time. But also, like, I get wanting the tea. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. On the date, though, Johnny was less than capable of, of really opening up. Oh my gosh, Victoria goes first as this whole little, her little speech about new beginnings, and that's her intention. And he, he, he goes, yeah. new beginnings. Beginnings. He goes, yeah, <laughs> new beginnings, totally. Something like that. You got to be able to open up and talk and express yourself. And like, is Johnny going to be able to do that? Is, I mean, is Johnny blaming cameras? And is it, is it really just the cameras? Because sometimes it's not just the cameras. It's hard to open up. It's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to sit across from someone that you were just getting to know and have strong feelings for and then talk about your fears and insecurities and things like that. Not easy for anyone to do. And maybe Johnny's just not there, but that would... That speaks to maybe his, in, his his lack of ability to get to where Victoria wants to be. I think he did get a little bit vulnerable when he was talking about fear of abandonment. Yeah. yeah. He was like, sometimes I owe, like, and people leave. Yeah. yeah. So it took him a while to get there, but I do think he was pushing himself. He also said, too, he fears not being good enough for Victoria. 
which I thought was an interesting thing for him to admit. (laughs) Just to put that out there. Yeah, but I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, that that often, that can be a fear when you are dating someone that you, you know, how do you find that balance? You when we all want to meet someone that we're really excited about, right? We physically attracted to the, you know, they have all the, they have a good resume, and that's always nice. But with that comes potential insecurity of feeling like, how did I get this like person? imposter syndrome? Yeah, you get imposter syndrome, and is that is that a, a you problem or are they problem? You know, is your imposter syndrome like, hey, listen, in a relationship, we want to be supportive. But like, what is that person that you don't feel good enough for supposed to do with that? Yeah. Wait, Davis, I'm curious. What did you think about when they were on the date and then we have the flashback back to the beach and the guys are like, oh, I can see it now. He'll turn in his surfboard and put on the apron and take out the cookies and be the stay at home dad. And they were like painting this picture of what their future would look like if he and Victoria ended up together. I find it interesting because I think I think the boys know a lot about their relationship because Johnny loves to talk about her when they're not together. And mm-hmm. I think that's a good sign of how much he does like her because I think the way you talk about somebody when when they're, your partner's not around yeah. is a good sign as to how much you like them. So, yeah. I believe he really likes her. Yeah. I just don't... I, be, I don't think they're that compatible. I agree. And... I think Victoria's trying to have these conversations about their compatibility. And Johnny is just like, no, I like you. And I just want to figure out how to make this work. Very, I mean, we've all been a Johnny before. I know I have. You know, we've all tried to like force a square peg into a round hole, so to speak, and stubbornly like convince yourself and convince them and all your friends that like, no, we're great together and we'll we'll fight through this and love will conquer all. But like Are they too you know. comfortable? They're they're I, I just to come, I, no. I think they're too. I think Johnny's too afraid to like face the possibility that I see. But you're, what you're kind of saying is like they're in this flow of relationship where this, it's fun and they don't want it to sure. feel bad, right? They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, kind of, yeah. I guess like the the I don't know. Maybe it's the Aaron mentality of let's just like have fun and bro out and like just like end up in love. You know, like it's just that's <laughs> like that's all we gotta do. Let's just like have fun. Why well, gotta ruin it by like having serious conversations? Let's and go play the time together. Let's go to the this football. is that fun. I just want to have fun. In my future struggles in life, it's, I'm gonna wish I was back on this beach with my friends. Just want to have fun. I don't want to get to know you. It's like just talk about real shit. I just want to have fun. Like we have fun, bro, bro, bro. Anyway, so yeah, Johnny and Victoria. It's yeah, it's interesting how to try to figure out how to talk about them now, knowing that they're probably not together. Um, Which also just I, shocks me. I'm like, how? Why? Why is now the time where Victoria and Greg were like, you know what we should do? Let's go to Rome. Like two somewhat public figures, like who will definitely get recognized together while my season is airing. Let's go to Rome. Yeah, it's an interesting question. It's a valid question, and there's one I'm confident has an answer. That's all we'll say about that. All we'll say. Yeah. Should we get into like Rodney, Eliza, Justin madness? Yeah, up next, Ooh. Justin returns. <laughs> I I hated this for Justin as he walked down the steps. I just felt like he had we overstayed ta- his welcome. Can we talk about Jesse meeting him at the landing being like, So why are you here? You are not who I was expecting. I'm like, come on, <laughs> Jesse. Like, come on. You didn't greet, did he? I did, he did greet the twins. But I was like, you, got, you have to know who's coming. It really showed you there are no rules on this show. Yeah. Just randomly bring someone back. I love how they try to sell it as like his second time. Yeah, a refre- a restart. Yeah, it was like, so, you know, you know how I always get like dinged for being like, oh, you went to the show four times? Is, is, has Justin now been on Paradise twice? 
Definitely not. No, because it's one season. Yeah. Same season they try doesn't to, count. They try to make it seem like it was a completely different experience. Yeah. They treated it like a, a brand new arrival. Yeah. I mean, they literally had to come down the, you know, no? Okay. So. No, well, I think, I'm just thinking about it because it does, I guess it seems like Justin was like kind of protected a little bit in the way that they framed it or rather sometimes when someone goes on to like for a second try like they make them look lame as hell like they really it is embarrassing for the person oh, I actually made another point and then Davis I want to hear all your thoughts on Justin but talk about the power of music when 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 John when it was Johnny and Victoria and Victoria is talking about her feelings for Johnny and Alex she's in the middle of a love triangle and they're playing romantic music. They're just like, I don't know what the music was, but it was very romantic. It was very soothing. It was very uplifting. It made you feel like love was in the air. And this was for a love triangle. And most love triangles, you hear the dun dun, like you know, the suspense. Like, Jaws. What's going to happen? <laughs> like, you know, the type of music where, like, at the end of the song, someone's going to die, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? And it's just amazing. And clearly, you know, you know that, like, the show is telling you to like like Johnny and Victoria. And I just thought that was really fascinating. The music they chose to play while Victoria was talking about deciding between two men. If usually if it was a guy talking about two women, it would be like who's who does he have to kill to date the other person? Um it's interesting stuff. I don't know. But totally. the music really plays a role. Davis, how do you feel about Justin? What's your read on Justin? I don't really like Justin. You don't like Justin. What don't you like about Justin? And I say this is I, I can I consider Justin a friend, but at the same time, I don't like Justin on Paradise either. Yeah. Well, first of all, I hate the necklace that he's wearing. I want him to take it off so bad. It might be the mic. Though. Is it the mic? Which, no, which, because it's no, not the same necklace it, as the other guys. Okay. It's that like pearl with the smiling it, it's faces. It's a statement. And, like, yeah, okay. He brought that himself. He's excited about the necklace. <laughs> yeah. He's okay. very excited about it. It okay. never comes off. <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't know. I need to think about it. I don't know. I need to, I, I can talk about uh, the date between Eliza and okay. Justin and all that stuff. So. Yeah, and the conversation, like, I feel like we should get into the Eliza Rodney yeah, conversation yeah, yeah. Oh, pre Justin date. Or right. just the theme, the theme of the obviously this of these two shows was what started with Rodney and Eliza was the I want you to tell me not to go. Mm-hmm. I want you to be more assertive. It, you know, we're, it's kind of traditional, kind of like without saying it, they were talking about more like kind of alpha male energy that they were desiring even eliza said at the end i think of the second episode because rodney said something along the lines of well i didn't want to make a scene she said i want someone to care enough that they do make a scene yeah i thought that was a perfect way of what do we think about that because it really tried to thread the needle between like you know like no i don't think anything necessarily eliza or rodney said was wrong but it really like it the things specifically eliza it like it 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 could turn toxic fast. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, what are we saying here? Well, in her but at the interview, same time, I recognize someone's desire to want to be pursued. And, you know, which is, I thought it was really interesting. You you heard it from the men too. I I think it has a lot to do with, the, I, I kind of agree with, I'm on Rodney's side for this. And especially with the whole like fighting for me. And I think it's because if it was in real life, I would totally be, be on Eliza's side. But I think, when they were having that conversation, 
Rodney in his head was like, I get it. We're on a show. There's there's other there's other people. That's what we're here for. We're here to meet new people. And I and I don't want you to go. But I support your decision. And then I hope what, what I'm hoping that is that you go on the state and you realize that you want to be with me. That's what yeah. I'm hoping for. But I'm not going to like fight and stop you. You know what I mean? Totally. And I think Eliza and Kate made this like here's what here's where they lost me because I understood their argument. Right. Yes. I understood yes. like, hey, it's just like, well, if you don't care if I go, I'm going to go. You know, I understood that. But both Eliza and Kate said yes to the dates before they talked to the guys. I think Eliza said. No, she said yes. She specifically said yes. I thought she was like, I need to have a conversation. Are you sure? Well, I think the difference is Justin came down, only pulled Eliza. They were on that daybed and he basically asked her on the date on that daybed, but it wasn't a public ask as opposed to Hayden with Kate, who had pulled multiple people. So it wasn't like a for sure thing. And it was kind of out of left field that he said Kate in front of everyone. But do you know which episode it was? I want to look. I'm going to bring that up. It was the first one. But Eliza, I think what it knew that he was asking. Yeah, her. I think Eliza definitely knew that like the date was hers if she wanted it. I just remember her using a lot of conditional language going into her conversation with Rodney being like, I don't know if I'm going to say yes or not. Uh, I'll find out right now. All right. Yeah. So Justin said, would you like to go on this date? Eliza says yes. And I just think like Eliza and Kate, like this was a, like, I'm all for like, this was such a great opportunity for them to check in, uh, let them know, communicate with these people what they want, what their expectations are. And it would have made a total sense for Eliza. Justin comes down, pulls her aside. And he's like, I'm here for you. She's very flattered. Great. That's all normal. I understand that. But Eliza could be like, I'm very flattered. Thank you for asking me this. Like, I'm really flattered. Like, I'm glowing. Thank you for making me feel special. But like, I have, you know, I've been hanging out with Rodney. Like, I need to go like, before, like, I say anything. I just, I need to talk to Rodney. Right. Uh, and so she goes to Rodney and says, Hey, Justin just asked me on a date. Like, I got to, I'll be honest with you. Like, he really, like, he's here for me. And that made me feel flattered. But I love what we have so far. But like, if I'm being honest, like, you know, I want to know where we're, like, I want to know that you want to be with me or like, wh where are we at here? Or just check in or tell her what she wants or even ask, even though we don't like to ask what in that situation. Then Ronnie could have been like, well, no, I don't want you to go on this date. You know, but like once, once Eliza says yes, then it becomes a different conversation for Rodney. Then he has to say, well, then he, then Rodney has to stop her from going. It's like, she said yes. Now he has to be like, well, I don't want you to do that. And I don't feel comfortable. Uh, I mean, I've had this, like, I don't, as a guy who wants to be, you know, in a heterosexual relationship, supportive and empowering and like, you know, like you make your choice. Make if you want to make me a priority, you make your. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You do what you want to do, you know. Like, and so once she said yes, I think that completely shifted what she was asking Rodney to do. You know, it wasn't like, hey, I've been asked on this, and like, well, I don't know, but I, before I say, answer him, I'm going to check in and and with you, so and see where we're at. Where, where do you see this going? What do you want? Like, is it, is it really just you and us? You know, are you willing to put in the work? This, these are my expectations. If, if I'm going to say no to any more dates, I want X, Y, and Z. And Ronnie's like, great, I want X, Y, and Z too. I don't want you to go. Like that could have been the, a really healthy conversation. And, and Eliza still could have felt like she was being validated and felt special 
just by saying, I want all these things and Ronnie being like, I want to give you all these things. But that's not what she said. It was game. It was kind of passive aggressive. Like, I want you to know what I want and I want you to figure it out. And I want you to stop me from going on this date. I mean, like, yeah. I really see both sides because I think with Rodney, he's probably going into this being like, I don't want to look controlling. Like, that's a terrible look for me. Like, I don't want to look like I'm overbearing or overstepping. And also, I don't want to look like a hypocrite. Like, I went on a date with Eliza when I was seeing Lace. Like, I, those are sort of the, that's the way things have gone. And I want to be really careful about like not creating a standard that feels unfair. So I see that from him. I also think, though, that like during the conversation, Eliza did say verbatim, I kind of want you to tell me not to go. But But he said, I don't want you to go. Selfishly, I don't want you to go. But if that's your choice, that's your choice. Exactly. She wanted him to say, if you go on this date, I won't be waiting for you when I come back. Which is not what you want in a life partner. (laughs) Or or on the beaches of paradise, because they are on the beaches of paradise. And yes, I do think more than anything, Rodney is focused on not looking like a bad guy. I think that is a huge thought. Like that is front and center. I think all a lot of these, yeah, I think Rodney for sure is focused on not looking like a bad guy. And I don't blame him. And and they are in paradise. And to your point, Amanda, he did literally do the same thing to Lace. So like you know, if if you are a hypocrite on the beaches of paradise, they will call you out. Like, that's like rule number one. Like, you know, like, don't be a hypocrite because if you are, they'll throw that in your face, you know? And so, yeah, he's just trying to be understanding. So like, short of him saying, well, I won't be here when you come back. Now, granted, Rodney could have been like, listen, uh, you know, if Rodney was going to, if we were trying to critique what Rodney said and try to thread the needle, I mean, he could have been a little bit more assertive with, I really like you and I really feel like the past few days have been like the best three days I've ever had and really intense and you're your own person. You're going to do what you want, but it would be devastating to me if you go. I think he could have his way, his way out of this conversation would be to, to center his feelings and his vulnerability and express that more openly with Eliza and I think he could have accomplished what Eliza wanted him to accomplish without being like doing what he feared of doing, of looking controlling or hypocritical. Sure. But I just I also think that's asking a lot. I think a lot that that would have asked Rodney to do all the heavy lifting while Eliza did none. Eliza, all, all she wanted to do is say, I'm the hot commodity. I got two guys going after me right now. I'm in a position of power. So I'm in a position to tell both these guys what I want and see who's willing to do it. And that's not very fair if you're especially more invested in one relationship and you have basically a new threat coming in. Like, what's that? It seemed very off-brand to her because I feel like... What's her brand? We don't know anything about her. I just remember like on her season... Yeah, like there was a time where she didn't get a group date and then she took like The Bachelor aside after the fact. It was Clayton's season, right? Yeah, the scrapbook. And then like she like... Seems lovely. So I think... We don't know much about her. But she stayed positive without getting like a a ton of attention on Clayton season. I think this is ultimately kind of a question about like attention and validation, which are both like normal things and topics of conversation in relationships, even though sometimes I think it can be really stigmatized to be like, can you pay more attention to me? But I just it felt like there was it was coming from a place of like insecurity or. Yeah, Davis, what did you think about her like interview moments when she was talking about Like, she clearly was, like, glowing. She was like, these two guys want me. Like, oh, my gosh, I've never felt this way. And then in that same interview shot, after when she's recounting what happened with Rodney, she bursts into tears. 
So what is this like wave of emotion that she's riding? I I I think she was just really excited that that two men were fighting for her. I don't know if she's had that before. I think for me too, if that would happen to me, I would be kind of excited too. You know, it's a it's probably a good feeling to her. But um, yeah, I think at the at the end of the day, I think she always knew that she liked Rodney more, and I think she wanted to experiment and test and see what he would do. I feel like the whole do you Justin feel like thing that's was toxic. Kind of, oh, for sure. Okay. For sure. I think I think she was honestly trying. I, I feel like the Justin thing was kind of an experiment. After the date with Justin, she wasn't dead set sold on him still. Was she? I don't think so. No. no. But they're kissing under kissing the fireworks. Kissing under the fireworks. <laughs> they were. But they. But she wasn't dead set even after when she got back. No. I yeah, re- she's still deciding. Still deciding. What did you think of her and Ronnie's conversation after Justin's date? Do we remember? No, I do. I just, I, I, I thought it was terrible. I'm hesitant to say it because I fucking love Eliza. I think she is so positive and wonderful and like has so many good qualities. But I did not, uh, like, the way that she was engaging in that conversation felt like, it's like, throw this man a goddamn bone. He's doing his best and he's showing so much like eyes on the prize. Like, he's not getting like taking the bait and getting heated. He's just saying, like, moving forward, what can we do? Moving forward. Yeah, no, she. She was setting, not setting him up for failure, but she didn't want him to succeed in that moment because she's just like, hey, you know, Rodney was like, hey, okay. It sounded like Rodney heard through the grapevine of what she wanted, you know, because Rodney's like, oh, if she wants a more like an assertive guy, that's what I'll do. All right, great. Finally, your expectations were communicated to me, not by you, but but by like someone else. Mm -hmm. All right, great. Now I can do something with this expectation. And he went down and he tried to talk to Eliza, which by the way, I think she's lovely too. She's gorgeous. She's sweet. She seems nice. Like she really seems like a wonderful person. And I'm sure she is. But at the same time, not communicating very effectively in this situation. And like, yeah. And then Ronnie was just like, she was giving him basically like too much, too little. It's like, wait, you... I didn't even find this out from you. I found this out from someone else that you like this. And now I'm here to say, great, now that I know, I want to give this to you. I want to do these things. And then he tried to express himself. And she was like, well, actions speak louder than words. But no, these are his actions. He's literally saying to you after finding out that I want to do that. Like, he want you. it's important to communicate. Like, yeah, I guess give him time. But what does that mean? You want me to stop you from going on another date with someone else? It's ironic because she's like, actions speak louder than words. But what she all she like wanted from him was words at the beginning. She wanted him to just say, like, do yeah. not go on this date. Like, I will like that kind of so I'm Yeah, what do you mean action? Like yeah. lock yeah. you in a room? Like <laughs> what did like kidnap you? Like I don't I have a theory. How could we, yeah, I wanted Ronnie to be like, how can I be successful in this? Challenges moment? just into a fist fight on the beach. <laughs> it almost seems like kind of yeah. like a like a uh, Eliza's like toxic side uh, in her like wanted to be like I kind of want you guys to fight to the death I mean wondering like why did this toxic side come out of her because like that's what I meant when I was saying like insecure I don't think she's an insecure person I think there's something about this situation that's like highlighting insecurities and I have a theory that because Rodney is just this like amazing guy who's so nice there's not a big as big of a difference between the way he treats other people and then the way he treats Mm. her as with like all the other men on the beach Like with Johnny, for example, like he's googly eyed over Victoria and he's very clearly very like cordial and cool to everyone else. But like Rodney is just such an attentive, warm, supportive guy that I think she's maybe like, can you can you make it a difference between the way you treat me and the way you treat your like all of our friends? That's a really good. That's a really good theory. And I love Rodney. He is a very agreeable person and he's a very sweet person and everyone loves Rodney. And this is all true. But yeah, they're. I think 
that's that's there's a fairness to that where it's just like you know it's not like I'm looking for the asshole or the jerk or whatever, but I just want someone who's kind of be willing to mix it up, especially if it's for me. And and Rodney doesn't insert himself in conflict, and he doesn't you know. And I think I could see Eliza reading that as is this guy really going to deliver when I need him to deliver most? Or is he just going to be, you know, speaking in platitudes and saying nice things? Is he really going to step up? And I think that's fair. That's, I understand if that's the case, I would understand that. Nevertheless, it doesn't like take Eliza off the hook. For like not communicating. Yeah, for not communicating yeah. that effectively. And to say like, sometimes I just feel like, I don't know if I feel the difference between like, the affection you show to me versus the affection you show to the whole group. Everyone loves you, man. And like some people are a little bit more like I am. Like I don't show love to everybody. <laughs> you know, it's very clear sometimes with people you know where you stand. And like, but when the people are in my circle, they feel like they 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 know where I stand with them. You know, it's like you're like you know how people always say like oh a cat's love like means more because they hate almost everyone so sure. they finally learn to <laughs> yeah, like yeah. nix the cat i'm way of more this. of a cat yeah than a dog <laughs> yeah 100 yeah. yeah and rodney's like the golden Rod retriever rodney's the golden loves. retriever yeah. it's like yeah i don't know if you love me you're just fucking love you know yeah. i can see that but, but i also feel like rodney was set up to fail in a way because she kept focusing on like intention and being intentional and pursuing and i'm like it's so hard to compare to a dude who literally is coming back to paradise for the second time with one date card for you versus someone that you were interested in. And clearly Rodney wanted to meet her and was attracted to her from the moment they met, but they did have more of like a traditional organic bachelor in paradise union as opposed to a man on a mission. Yeah. Or maybe that's where Rodney could have been a better communicator too. He could have been like, I maybe I'm taking this for granted because I guess you weren't here, but I was in another relationship and I just like completely swerved for you, you know? And like, I caught some heat for that, but like, I was so drawn to you and so like taken back by you. And I felt this instant connection for you that like, I kind of honestly feel a little guilt for how I handled that with Lace. I handled it the best I could. But like, I chose you in a big I, way. I chose you in a big way. But Eliza was there for that. She watched that all go down. Maybe sometimes you need to be reminded. I, again, I, I, I'm not saying like no, Rodney fucked up, and he, I'm just we're just like discussing ways in which both of them could have communicated yeah. more effectively. Not necessarily from a matter of like, oh, I can't believe you said that. I don't think either of them said anything like all that bad. I, I, what I loved about it was very relatable. It's very incredibly relatable. And that, that's and that's what I loved about this whole the, these two episodes is that you know the Rodneys, Elizas of the world, the Kates and Logans, the Aaron and Genevieves, you have six people, two couples who like what's clear from the audience standpoint is they all like each other. They all want to make this work. It seems like, and yet they're finding ways to like butt heads, butt heads. And not be on the same page. And it all comes down to generally the insecurity of how much do you really like me, you know, and, and wanting to be chosen and picked and validated and secure. And, and right now, everyone's more focused on feeling validated rather than giving Aaron, not to jump around, but Aaron literally fucking said to Genevieve well, in one of their like ridiculous fights, he says, and I'm par I wish I wish I wish I wasn't paraphrasing, but I am because I don't know the exact quote. But he was comparing himself, obviously, to who is Gen Justin, right? Because Justin showed up, 
And he was like, I don't want you to pick me for how I make you. Like, he's like, I made you feel happy. And he didn't want the credit for that. He didn't want the credit for being the guy that made her feel happy, feel loved, feel good. He didn't want that credit. No, no, no. Not for being the good guy. He just wanted, he wanted lit, he was, he wanted to be like just picked because he was special, even if he was a piece of shit. And, and I get what he was trying to say, but think about that. Like he was, act, those words were coming out of his mouth. He's like, well, I don't want, like, I don't want to be chosen because like I made you feel good. I want to be chosen because I'm special. Like what the fuck? Yeah. I feel like maybe it is time to get into the Aaron Genevieve sure. stuff. But I just think that like that, but and not to like pick on Aaron too much here. I think Aaron is more the norm. And 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 well, because I don't climate. think he wanted to be just the opposite of Justin or just who was left after the Justin thing felt through. That was like the main part of the argument because he wanted it to be because their connection was better and their connection was stronger. And even if her relationship with Justin was great and perfect, she still wanted him. But, that, but she didn't, though. Nothing of, like she gave him no reasons to actually think that. All she said is she like again these people are prioritizing this connection what is what, what is a fucking connection if it's not based on something but they just want it to be based off of like god literally god coming down and being like you guys are connected you're special your your aromas are just like taking off and it's like that's what they want they, they what they don't want is that their connection is based off of something tangible like you know what you make me feel safe and validated and seen and you make me feel like you get me and i laugh with you and we have fun together like and you listen to me and like, you listen to me yeah no i don't want that no 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 i just want to be special totally wild stuff but i i mean fascinating and i thought like the start of the cuz the fight kind of started with them at the bar and they're filling, they're giving Slamming some Slamming up the glass. <laughs> yes. And then, like, someone's like, how did they, how did it happen? And then Genevieve, first of all, Genevieve talked mad shit about Justin. She was like, he has a shitty personality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, was like, she was like, false alive. I was like, okay, go for it. Um, and then, so then she's with Aaron at the bar talking to Wells. Um, and Aaron's like, yeah, basically, like... Uh, like Justin kind of fucked it up and then I came in and like Genevieve and Maya's connection was so much stronger and then Jen is like no actually I like him and I were having trouble Justin and I were having trouble and then I met Aaron and then Aaron like slams his glass and walks it's away semantics yeah and but it felt relatable in the sense of like it felt like a really good illustration of how two people can have totally different realities where like Aaron's reality was like yeah, like I found this girl and she's like, no, 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 it wasn't that he was great. It was that we were having trouble. Like, yeah, because she goes he out of her said way to say that. our connection was stronger and she was like, well, no. And then it was like, she negates the fact that he say he says that their connection is stronger and that's why she chose him. And then she basically makes it seem like Justin didn't work out, so Aaron was the last one standing, or he was like the but default that's not, afterwards. That's not what she said, though. No, I know, but I think that's how, that's he, how he heard That's it. how he took it. it. Yeah, and that's but why I, he stormed I took it as... Genevieve not wanting to like shit on Justin. And then she literally said, but well, like, although the wait, <laughs> when has she ever not wanted to shit on Justin? <laughs> That's <laughs> he true. has a shitty personality. <laughs> but yeah, it's semantics. I took it as more Aaron wanted uh, Genevieve wanting to speak to the specifically why she felt more connected to Aaron. Yeah. I mean, like, here's the whole story. The story Aaron wanted Genevieve to tell is I walked down and I instantly knew it was Aaron. Based off of nothing. 
Did I heard any? angels sing, and I looked up, up and, and it there was he Aaron, was. And it was glowing. And he had a halo behind his yeah. head. And, and his like, abs glistened. And he had a best friend who I thought, wow, that best friend should come with us everywhere we go. Yeah. <laughs> that, <real. laughs> that's what Aaron wanted. And Genevieve, Genevieve wanted to be like, well, no, I mean, like, we had conversations, and I felt like he really understood me, and blah, blah, blah. She wanted to, like, give, like, some meat behind the why. That's all she wanted to do. Well, and I think the difference is she, I think, was adding details and he thought she was trying to like override, swap them out. Yeah. Aaron needs so much therapy. It's unbelievable. But then it continued down on the daybed where they're all just laying one giant pillow with every cast member. Well, yeah, before you even get to the (laughs) daybed, like, (laughs) you know, at first... There's lots of places to sit. (laughs) (laughs) They want to be a unit. (laughs) You know, Genevieve comes up and like Aaron's like... It's fine. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. And then I honestly thought, I honestly thought, they, I literally thought that it, it, they were going to show Genevieve like overreacting. Like maybe Aaron wasn't mad. Maybe he just like, he's a giant man who just doesn't know how to gently put a cup down and maybe he had to go to the bathroom. That's honestly what I thought. And at first she was like, no, no, it's cool. I'm like, what? What? He literally played dumb. Then I, I literally was like, oh, Genevieve's overreacting. There's nothing there. And then, no. and then out of nowhere, he just, I, I kind of hated that for Aaron. I think it also speaks to like, I, they really listen to each other. I think they really read each other. They know exactly like they're very, very connected physically, emotionally and mentally. And so I think I did also, I was like, wow, Genevieve really knows Aaron. Like she knew exactly from the way he walked away. Like this is what's happening. And I think he was being kind of terse with her when she first came up terse. and found him. What a word of the day. Yeah, what is, <laughs> can we get a definition? Terse, it's like when you're like being a little bit like slightly short. But not in an aggressive like a, way. Is it, a, is it like a synonym for Kurt? Kurt, yeah. Sure. Let me. But I also thought it was, and maybe this is just because I, I don't know why I found this impressive. But the second that Aaron left, she literally was standing there and she was like, what did I say? What did I say? Like she was trying to think back to what she said and how she said it and was asking the people around her. And Wells was like, no, maybe he just had to go to the bathroom yeah, or something. Like, and, she, and she was like really trying to review like what just happened, break it down. And she figured it out. She was she, like, it's because I said I yeah. had. Yeah. I would have loved Aaron to have said something like, uh, I'm, I'm feeling a little hurt right now. And honestly, I think I'm maybe I'm just dealing with some insecurities and I don't want to blame you because I don't really don't know if you did anything. I don't think you did anything wrong. But like some of the things that were said hurt my feelings and maybe we can talk about it. And he he didn't get there until she started getting really emotionally escalated. Yeah, because he she could read them and she knew something was wrong and he wasn't giving her, she wanted to figure this out. And like, it's a very defeating feeling to know that there's something wrong and your partner's not communicating with you what that is. And yet they're being cold and saying things like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Well, it's not fine. Clearly it's not. We're not okay. And I, and she wanted it to be okay. And what a terrible feeling to feel. Totally. Uh, Yeah. And I think he was definitely just being kind of like gruff and like not super like keyed into like, I don't know. It didn't it didn't seem like he was being like, we're a team. Let's figure this out in this moment. It felt like he was identifying his own wants and needs. Like, I wonder if Aaron has maybe felt like he signed up, like he signed a contract for maybe a little bit more than he wanted. Just because, like, Genevieve was very clear about, like, the kind of, like, physical affection and attention she wants from a partner. And he was very good about, like, delivering on that. And I wonder if, like, the combination of him, like, wanting to hang out with the guys all the time and then, like, being really defensive about, like, making sure his point of view was heard. Like, when she asked him, hey, can we talk alone? And he was like, uh, yes. 
And then she was like, why did you hesitate? And he was like, because it matters when I want to talk too. He was like, so I it's love just her your response. Timeline. Are you fucking kidding me? And she <laughs> walked away. That was gold. And but then she goes, you can tell him I'm leaving to a... I, I thought Genevieve, I, I had no I had no notes for Genevieve this epi- these two episodes. I thought she picked pitched a perfect game. Oh my God. And the daybed, like the daybed, like all of them, all of them. Which together. one happened first? Oh no, the daybed yeah. happened first. Yeah, yeah, because then when he walks away from the daybed, she finds him. And he, she and then she, she goes to back. pack. She, she, her goes, back. she packs, after the day goes to tell him. Victoria's running. She's locking her out yeah, of the room. Yeah. Well, she's walking away with the bags and he finds her through the path and they meet. Yeah, that's at the, the very middle. end. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And that was another music example where before the commercial break, they played it with this like dramatic, like dun, 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 like very intense. And then after the commercial break, they played it with the like, nah, 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 like kind of music. And it was two different scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to vent. You all know it's coming. Gaslighting. Please. It's, can, Pop we st- off, can we stop? <laughs> can we just stop? Like, this is a perfect example. Thank you, Victoria, for saying what is true, that Aaron doesn't know what he's talking about, and that was stupid for him to say. Like, gaslighting, it does not mean you feel manipulated. It's not, it's not what gaslighting is, people. Stop Gaslighting is not g- we disagree on facts. Yes. Or, like, having a different interpretation of an argument. Here's the thing about, like, you know, we went from, you know, gaslighting and then they it, it, we've taken this definition of like, oh, you're made, I'm ma- being made to feel crazy. I don't know about you guys, but have you have you been in a fight with a partner before? Yes. Have you been in a fight with? No. Have you been in a fight with someone? With someone? Yes. Yeah. Have you been in a fight oh, yeah. with someone? Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How do you feel? During the fight? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Like right? the rug's being pulled mm-hmm. out from under you. Like, when, and if like you're, how do you not understand me? If you're me, in you a know? relationship with someone that you normally get along with, who's normally your ride or die and your best friend, the person you go to for every other problem, and you're fighting with them, how do you usually feel? You feel fucking nuts sometimes because why are you fighting? Because what you try to have is a conversation and now it's escalated because we're not on the same page into a fight. So most fights these days in relationships, you're going to feel crazy. So stop saying, oh, you're fucking gaslighting just because you feel crazy in that moment. Or maybe your partner said something that sounded a little manipulative or passive aggressive because at the end of the day, being passive aggressive is a form of being manipulative. And you can't like you're not if you start extrapolating that to like, well, I feel manipulated and I feel crazy. You're gaslighting me. That's not what it is, people. Gaslighting is a form of abuse. It's a real thing. It's a form of abuse if, because because gaslighting is like a systematic ongoing thing. A big part of it is like a pattern of behavior. Like if Aaron, let's say Genevieve, for example, was covertly talking all this shit about like all of Aaron's friends and trying to convince Aaron that all his friends were bad and that they didn't like him and then like started like stealing some of Aaron's shit to make him feel and then blaming it on his friends so that he couldn't trust his friends anymore. And then Genevieve started like tearing him apart and making him feel bad about himself and like sticking into his insecurities and blah, 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 and doing this over and over to so that Aaron truly felt crazy and felt like he had no friends and felt like it was, that's gaslighting. This is not fucking gaslighting. Stop fucking calling gaslighting just because you think you're feeling manipulated in a moment with a fight with a partner or you're having a disagreement or you're on two different pages. That's a fight. It's a disagreement. It's not fucking gaslighting. Go off, King. (laughs) All right. Well said. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> we clap for marriages, engagements, and rants about gaslighting in this room. And, lo- and while I'm at it, love bombing is not two people getting excited and expressing feelings and someone changing their mind. That's not love bombing. 
Love bombing is saying those words as a way to elicit a response. It's a, it's you're trying to get something from them. Like you're trying to not have them break up with them because you caught them cheating. Oh baby, but I love you. Or you're trying to like get them to hook up with you and have sex. And you're like, but I love you. Like, let's hook up. Like you're trying to get something from them. It's not just getting fucking excited and being immature with your emotions and feelings and then realizing maybe I didn't like you as much as I thought I did. Yeah. That's not love bombing. That's being fucking immature. Anyway. But uh, can we actually talk about uh, when Aaron is uh, like Genevieve, they were after the after the, I think the day bad fight or something. Aaron's like talking to somebody in the hot tub and he's like, yeah, no, dude, she's like gaslighting me, bro. And then they're like talking about it. And then wait, look at that wave. Do you see that wave? <laughs> Do you see the fucking wave over there? What are they? <laughs> you see that? I was like laughing my ass off no, at that. And then they is... go back to the conversation. <laughs> It is so, they're so broy. So broy. They're so broy. I, I, and I do think the, yeah, to that point, Davis, like it just speaks to like the maturity level of the, some of the men and, and some of, oh, this, that's what I don't get about Aaron. It's just like, what do you hear? I know you had like a love affair with your bestie last season, but this show is about finding love and hopefully an engagement. And, and like, you know, like you, him and Genevieve are really fucking cute. They're fun to root for. I like them together. But like your girl just wants to spend some time, bro. She wants to tell she you that she's minutes. falling in love with you. Forget about like even if it's not that. Yeah. You know, because I don't want it to make it seem like, well, oh, you want, oh, you want to tell me you because when she said that, like, oh, he softened. But what if she just wanted to fucking hang out for ten more minutes? That's allowed too. And in a, in a time in which time is limited, the expectations and engagement, or at least a serious commitment to one another, and he wants to what, bro out? You know, he's sharks, too, it's too inconvenient. And minnows, baby. It's too inconvenient. He's like, go hung out with her all day. Hang out with her more, dude. Like, this is about figuring out if you're compatible and diving deeper and having more and more and more and more and more conversations about just how compatible you are or aren't. It's also like, I have a personal stake in this, which is like, just because I'm there doesn't mean we're spending quality time together. Like, just because I'm in the room when you're with your friends does not mean this is quality time. Like, it's one thing if, like, we're engaged and, like, I feel like you're talking to me and include, like, that can be quality time, but it doesn't automatically apply like that. And it seems like Aaron has just been so obtuse about being like, we spend all day together. Yeah, no. Classic. I'm like, you're on a daybed with 45 other people. Like, that ain't quality time. <laughs> I mean, a a Aaron sounded like a kid in high school. In this episode. He did. Did you, when you were, for your, like, paradise experience, did you find there was kind of a divide of, like, the men liking to bro out more? Like, mm. it seems like specifically they, they're no. big game players. Like, they like sharks and minnows. They like the football. Like I was like, straight men in a pool. Oh, my God. They're, they're, they're like, pushing the water. Holy <laughs> kill your breath, man. <laughs> uh, we all had fun as a group. Like, but, and and I certainly, like, Hung out with the guys, but I hung out with the women too. It was not broy. Nick was hosting like Ask Nick segments like out on a date bed, and he's like, "You have to tell him, Jessica." I mean, I was like the big brother, but no, but there wasn't like a so much broiness that I I do think it's kind of wild. No, I I, I guess you, that's what I'm saying. It's just like it seems so excessive that it's a thing, and maybe that's why we see like. Kate and Eliza using this language of like, can you please choose me? Like, I wonder if maybe like the women as a whole feel a little bit like under attended to because of all this like bro we happy guy time in the pool. Maybe. Yeah, because I thought Kate, it was bizarre just how like how open she was about this one, want, her decision to accept a date. She wanted it to bother Logan. 
Oh, yeah. We should probably talk about Hayden and Justice Rambo. Justice for Rambo, man. Why okay. are you not spending time with your dog if he's that close to death? It what do sucks. we think about spending, like, six figures on a dog surgery? Nick would do it. Yeah. I'd probably do anything for Jeff at this point. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, if it was so bad, I would tell you what, I wouldn't be fucking going. Well, that's the thing. It's like he's using it as his story and why he's, it's such a testament to why he's there and how seriously he takes it. He did the same thing on The Bachelorette season. I wouldn't be here if I didn't want to like pursue something with you because I should be with Rambo. That like excuse, you, it, yeah. you can use that once. And then when I see you on Bachelor in Paradise, it yeah. doesn't, now, hello? now it sounds like you're using your dog. Yeah. Sounds like you're using your dog. Also, did, not to get off track, but like, did you notice when Hayden came down, and I, I, I think this is either lazy editing or they didn't know how to edit around it and they hope we wouldn't notice. But when Hayden came down uh, and, and Johnny jumped up to give him like a real bro hug, jumped and was like, hey, man. And then seconds later, you have an ITM of Johnny being like, Hayden's a bad dude. Like, I don't know why. Like, people shouldn't trust Hayden. Hmm. So either it was what I'm certain happened is that Johnny liked Hayden, thought it was cool, forgot about what Hayden said and did, like Logan didn't forget. And some of them reminded him of it. And so he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go into an ITM and start like talking some shit. But I don't know, if that's the case, do we think Johnny's fake and sincere? What or, if he's so scared of Hayden that he's like, I can't let him know that I hate him, so I'm gonna act like we're no, friends. No, 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 he jumped up. He jumped up to greet him. I feel that like was a man who was excited that his friend arrived on the beach. I know that feeling. <laughs> you, you get excited when your friends show up. I think the only way to give Johnny benefit of the doubt is by being like, he recognizes this person and he's like, oh, like, I know this guy. Like, this isn't another rando. And he also, said, maybe Johnny's aware of the fact that it's like, I what a fucking nightmare joining the beach at this stage in the season. Nightmare. You, You're painted as a homewrecker the second you walk down those steps. Also in the dark during a bonfire, like not the vibe. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you, do you think that Johnny in that split second moment had this empathetic, rational thought that I want to make this man feel welcomed only to talk shit about him behind his back? No. I don't, uh, I don't say that I believe that, but I think that is the positive interpretation. We're pitching ideas here. We're seeing <laughs> what's pitching ideas. No bad ideas and brainstorming. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it, but I do know there's something funny going on. What did we think about Kate deciding to go on the date? I, I thought they, her and Logan were a thing, all in. I mean, after they like weathered the whole storm of their relationship, and she literally told Logan a couple episodes ago that she was going to be like the life raft of their relationship, and he could lean on her, and she would be the one keeping them afloat. Like yeah. she used this whole beautiful language, and unlike she jumped ship, and unlike Eliza and and Rodney, whatever we, whatever Eliza did or didn't get to like witness through that relationship, Kate was very much involved in the drama with with. Uh, Logan. And uh, Shanae. Right. You know, and confronted her. And, and it was a thing. And and just that energy must have taken some, well, it took energy, right? She had to fight for this relationship, only for her to what? Like, now just go on a date with Hayden? And when Hayden pulls her aside, she's like, uh, she's like, I'm, uh, my advice would be to, like, fight fight for who you want. You know what I mean? She's like, I did that too. And I thought that when she was talking to him, I thought she was going to say like, and I'm with Logan, I'm very happy. And like, but she I, didn't. But she didn't. Yeah. I, I, thought, that, I thought the that they tone. walked away from that conversation and uh, Hayden was like, okay, she's off limits. And he asks her. But didn't it almost make you think that like, if, if you're Hayden in that moment and she doesn't say that, maybe it makes you think that she's just like, 
bite from me if you want to. Yeah, I mean, you wanna, I you want a slice of the cake? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm open. Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, I feel like also Kate knows that she's very like she's clearly super charming. She's like confident. She's like a confident person who I think I would think she would think of herself as like charismatic and charming. I think with her and Logan, it was a bit of like game meets game. Like, OK, I see that you're also like a charming, like well-liked person. Okay. And I wonder if this date was kind of her wanting to like just remind Logan like, hey, by the way, like it seemed like yeah, it. I mean, she was a game plan like going on. Yeah, but it's kind of toxic. Of her. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 But she's clearly not into Hayden. And he, mm-hmm. she, he, she literally said his priorities weren't in the right place. Also, on that date when they go ziplining and he's, uh, Hayden is having a good time on the zipline. He's just like screaming, having fun. He's a little nervous, as most people are. And she is, she's on the interview. She's like, I don't want a man who's like scared. Like, I'm like, it's a ziplining across <laughs> a mountain. And he's barely even scared. He's like, oh, he's just kind of screaming. She's uh, acting get, like he's like standing on a curb at like the grocery store and it's like, I can't do it. Right, she's like, I need a strong man. It's like, well, <laughs> I did not understand that. She's like, obviously he's not the type, the guy for me. It's what she was saying. It's like, like you're oh. looking for an out immediately. Yeah, yeah, were, yeah, yeah. You're looking d- for a problem. You're looking for a problem. There were definitely many, many hints uh, from these women on these two episodes of, of desiring, you know, more, yeah, toxic masculine energy. And not just masculine but yeah, but you know, kind of like not, they didn't want a guy to express fear or they wanted a guy to not let their girl go out with another guy, you know, not communicate, you know, not, you know, it's a, it was kind of interesting. Just that kind of openness about the type of energy that they wanted out of a man, many of which would call a bit intoxic in nature. And not like, hey, I want a man to lead. Like, say, that's fine. That's not toxic. Masculinity is not toxic. But some forms of it are. And and shaming a guy for expressing fear of, a, say, heights. You know, if you're afraid of heights, I'm not afraid of heights. But like, if you are, I imagine that zip landing might be a little terrifying. Yeah. it's all. I think all the women really want to be chased. Like, they're like, I'm not chasing. You chase me. Well, I think all the people want to be chased. Everyone on the beach wants to be chased hmm. and everyone's more focused on if they're being validated rather than if they're how they're making someone feel. I find it fascinating. I feel like that's modern dating. Everybody yeah. wants to be chased. And then when there is somebody who's actually chasing, it's like, OK, desperate. What's wrong with them? Ick, ick. You know, yeah. it's like, no, it's wild. Can't win. No, it's it's absolutely wild that like making someone feel good is not a quality these people are value, valuing. It is simply just being wanted more than someone else ideally based off of nothing because the less you base it off the more special i am the more my aroma and energy or whatever it is the more fate it is because if if i show you the reasons to like me then it's then 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 it's it's less special yeah like if i'm because anyone can because anyone can show you you know i just want you to like me for who i am (laughs) is how aaron said it it's just like i understand wanting to be accepted but you have to let someone get to know you first. You have to build a rapport, a foundation. You have to show them that you're willing to communicate and you have to show them that you're not always reactive when you're disappointed. And then you show them some of your quirks and your insecurities and they go, you know what? I still love you and I accept you because we have this foundation. And yeah, sometimes you can be rude and, and, and or goofy or like, honestly, it's a little weird when you scream uh, because you're on a ladder but like, I love you, you know? Like, it's stuff like that, you know? But no, I've, all these people just want to just be accepted for who they are while the person has no fucking clue who they are. Like, how do, how do we do that? Like, maybe, Aaron, if you spent more fucking time with your girlfriend, 
you could show her who you are so that she could fucking accept you. Totally. Totally. Aaron. Aaron. Do we have any other? Aaron. <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't Davis I, and I are like, hey. I, I, here's <laughs> what I've realized about Aaron. Where do, where do you stand on Aaron? I think it's just it, it goes without saying. I, I mean, I don't like Aaron. Yeah, yeah. but like for for Natalie, it needs therapy. Inst- like you instant said. ick. You love. Yep. Despite his ick. Yeah. Who do you love? Who do you love? She loves Aaron. Aaron. But like a lot of people do. Why? <laughs> you look betrayed. <laughs> I thought we all were agreeing. <laughs> that was a jump scare. <laughs> You're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> How could you? How could you betray me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Allie's not alone. There are a lot. There are a lot of women out Here's there what did it for who me. like Aaron. I didn't like him. And then I saw a TikTok of him driving his G-Wagon one time. And that was what did it for it me. Did it for you. Wait, uh, he drives a G-Wagon? Mm-hmm. Or you at least that... he had one in a TikTok. He might have borrowed it. So he's not good with his money. <laughs> or he... I don't I don't know what he makes. Or... And short of, that's a $200,000 car. Well, Rambo costs six figures. <laughs> yeah. Do uh do you guys think Genevieve and Aaron are good for each other and going to last? You know, interestingly enough, like, well, do you? I from that fight, I was like, oh, they're done, and then I, all of a sudden they were uh, hugging, kissing, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe they could be. I don't know. I don't know because because I, I think Victoria and the other girl that were that were. Uh, hearing the conversation from behind the bushes were saying, oh, they're fighting because they care about each other. That's why they're fighting. But to me, it didn't really seem seem that way. But then I was like, I could see it. I actually like them. And clearly, you know, all the things we talked about, I think they could work on the communication. I, I think Aaron needs a shit ton of therapy. I think there's something he kind of referenced. It's, 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 this guy's dealing with some shit. I don't know what. I don't know why. I don't know where it comes from. But well, he's got a, he's got a his lot to comments work through. about when I'm when I'm back in the real world or like later on in life when I'm going through the really rough parts, I'm going to want to be back on this beach. Like there was something in that tone where I was like, what's waiting for him back home? No, I mean, like, like what the, are these dark moments you're talking remember about? Remember last se- last season and Katie's season on Paradise where his arch rival was his, his arch enemy, as he referred to him, was Thomas. And, and Thomas is someone who who's just a little taller and a little better looking. <laughs> By a lot, he. I, I think Aaron sees that, and I think Aaron, despite him being in a, in a very attractive guy, super tall and super in great shape, and has a lot going for him. I think Aaron, for whatever reason, has always been a B player in his world, and he's always felt like he's played second fiddle to someone else. And I think he's always wanted to be the star, and I always wanted. I think he's always feels he's been invalidated on some level, whether that's through his in, in his own interpretation or something actually happening. But I think like his rivalry with Thomas had more to do like it was all made up in Aaron's head. Yeah, I would be so curious to ask Aaron, like, what is your definition of masculinity? Because it seems like there's some like kind of stereotypical toxic ones of like confrontational fight, drop the gloves, defend <laughs> people like kind of I, I don't know. It's, he seems like Should a real, like, sports him? guy. Should like I slide on in. <laughs> Hey, all you. Question. <laughs> What's your definition of masculinity? Yeah. But I do also, think, are you free on Friday? I do think maybe he, no, you have to, don't say, Friday, 7 p.m. There's a spot I've been wanting to try. Yeah. I think you should shoot your shot with him, honestly. Do we not think they're in a relationship? Oh, they're probably still dating. Good. You're right. Well, yeah, because that's the thing is if Genevieve and Johnny are having that fight, oh boy, toxic, toxic, toxic. There's something about or sorry, Johnny and Victoria, if they're having that fight, toxic, toxic. 
With Aaron and Genevieve, it's like, okay, they're both reactive. They're both pretty dramatic. I'm they rooting say that for with them. no shade. Like, I'm rooting. You, some people are dramatic. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Yeah. I think I think part of the reason why you say that is because it's very clear that Aaron and Genevieve, like, know each other so well. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we can get through this. Like, I know what you're thinking. Like, we'll just, we just have to talk it out yeah. and we'll hash out. It's be over. Whereas, like, Victoria's like, I don't, I don't even know what you're thinking about, Johnny. I don't even know who you are. You know, that's what I think. I think to answer your question, I think... There's a lot of compatibility and a lot to like about Aaron and Genevieve. And I think they have a lot of potential and I think they could really make it work. And I think if they don't make it work, it's because they didn't do the work. Mm-hmm. Especially if they learn from these like convert, like these arguments, because it didn't feel like Aaron was like pressuring Genevieve to stay. Like he said what she needed. Like he spoke to her concerns. And then can we talk about how horny they were after? <laughs> and like they were not keeping it in it. their pants. <laughs> They went they went straight into well, he rolls her suitcase back up to the messy, messy girls' room. Then they get around to shots with everybody, and then she's like mounting him in the midair after they do their round of shots. And, like, he's, like, was, ass, like, and he's ass grabbing while this is happening. It is 1 p.m. <laughs> like, like, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good for them. You know? I mean, I do think they're really adorable. There's a lot to like. And I think you make a good point. The question is, will they learn? Like the next time. Aaron feels a little confused or a little hurt by something Genevieve says and vice versa. Will he chill the fuck out and just say, Hey babe, like maybe I'm, maybe I'm interpreting what you said. You know, maybe I'm being sensitive, you know, I'm feeling a little insecure about this, but can we talk? Right. And then they just talk. Yeah. And maybe Genevieve like goes out of her way to like notice and show him that she's considering him, even though I don't think she's been falling short on that. But I think sometimes like after you have an argument, even if you're like, I don't think I was in the wrong for this, it still can be a really good move to like cater to that within if it's authentic. Well, every reactive person needs to learn the very tough lesson, which is while your feelings are very validated because all our all feelings are are valid. It doesn't mean you're right about the situation. And I think we often, in the moment, when we, like Aaron feels right because he knows his feelings, he feels his feelings and his feelings are saying, I'm not being understood, that hurt my feelings, you said this, blah, blah, blah. And those are, and those are that's how he feels. And he, tra- he equates that to feeling right and justified. And he focuses on that with his conversation with Genevieve before checking in with her and asking her how, what she meant or how it came across or how she might be feeling because of how he reacted, et cetera, et cetera. Wowie. What a wedding. Any final, Davis, final thoughts? Final thoughts? Um, Who are you most excited about? Honestly, I'm excited to see, uh, they didn't, it wasn't really shown in the past two episodes, but I'm excited to see Danielle and Michael, what, what, goes, what goes down with them. Oh, yeah, we didn't really talk about them. I, again, I, I just don't, I guess this doesn't seem to be much to show. I don't know. No, it's kind of like a Brandon, Brandon and Serene moment. They don't ever show them because they're happily. Happy, also, happy, love happy. Michael, but like if if Michael is stumping for my relationship, I don't know how confident that makes me feel. Because every time Michael's like, "Yeah, there's nothing's gonna come between these two. and the next thing you know, they're like sucking face underneath uh, fireworks. Mike's oh, Michael's always in camp team already together. And uh, he's like, yeah, nothing can break them apart. This is the strongest relationship ever. (laughs) Next scene, sucking face. (laughs) The fireworks to fuck with them moment. Yeah, The classic Bachelor. Uh The twins showed up. They seem nice. Yeah. Good for them to get some airtime. 
Yeah. You know, just Joey Silver Justin Gold or whatever it was. And y'all are matching, both of you. Yeah. I'm sorry. You had to have seen each other before, like when there was still time to change. You liked it. Yeah. No, you they saw that you purposely wore the same thing. Oh, you liked sure. it. That's fine. Outfit was They planned. kept saying we didn't plan They're this. Planned. Oh. Oh. No. I don't know. And believe it was like, that. hello? So they're liars. <laughs> yeah. They're liars. But they seem nice. Yes. And I love, I love like a destigmatized cougar moment. Yeah, they're young. Like I love a non way too much emphasis on the fact that they're young. They're the same age as a lot of the people there. Oh, when my when uh, yeah, Aaron was trying to like tell jokes, and uh, which he draws often, uh, (laughs) many of which don't land. They just they end up being mean. But he said to Michael, he's like, "Yeah, when uh, you were having a kid, when they were kids, I think it was his joke." And Michael was like, "Yeah." But then by the end, he was he was like, yeah, I was getting my driver's license while they were being born. <laughs> but yeah, it's like there, the amount of people there who are 25 and 26, not crazy amount older than 24. Yeah. And we have a lot of people like Brittany, for example, is 25. She was on Matt James this season. That was two years ago. So I'm like, a lot of these people's first seasons, they were 22 or 23. So who's going to end up together? Who's not? Genevieve and Aaron, do they get engaged or are they just dating? Ooh, I think I think they leave together. I just don't know if there's going to be a ring on their finger. I think Victoria and Johnny will get engaged. Really? Because in one of the teasers, there was a photo uh, or a video of a ring being put on a girl's fingers and they all do like gel X and acrylics. So their manicures stay Mm. the same. And it was a French tip manicure. And that's what she has on her hands. That's why we have Allie here. She's an important thing. She knows knows these things. Knows the facts. Yep. tips and Brandon and Serene I think get yeah, married get I mean not married. Well, yeah they would they could get married on the goddamn beach they really could for sure <laughs> they're gonna like have a baby wedding. announcement yeah <laughs> that's the next step you know just get right to that wedding just do it right there yeah Michael and Danielle are you together together but not engaged leave together he wants James to meet her first uh, Davis, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having uh, me. Please let my audience know where they can find you, all the great things you're doing, uh, all the projects you're working on. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok on at Davis Burleson. And if you want to watch my show, it's called What's Poppin' Show, Instagram and TikTok. Talk a little bit about your show. I have an interview show on TikTok where I, I interview strangers in Washington Square Park, ask them random questions about relationships, fashion, whatever I want to talk about. We talk about Starbucks pastries, anything. Um, it's very fun. And uh, yes, that's what I do. Any any tips for us for men on the street type of stuff? Man on the street? Um, just Because you're kind of doing that, right? You're yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you got to be confident. Got to own it. You got to make the person feel as welcome as possible. All right. We keep getting busted by mall cops. Are y'all doing it? Have y'all done it? We've done it a few times. We're doing it more and more. It's fun, yeah. right? I, know I started in a mall, actually, and it kept getting busted, so then I moved it to the park. <laughs> okay. But y'all should try like Hollywood Boulevard or something. Hollywood Boulevard. That would be Have fun. you been to the promenade in Santa Monica? No. I think we should go... I can't this Saturday. But we should go outside a bungalow on a Saturday afternoon. Okay. For, for people waiting in line? It, and leaving. Yeah. Like at like 4 or 5 p.m. Yeah. The day drinking crown. Oh yeah, the day drinking crown is always good. That's why I only film on Sunday afternoons. The post brunch is like mm. a holiday. <laughs> Sunday, okay, Sunday oh, afternoons. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, like our afternoon is always good. Like a Saturday, Sunday is always great. Okay, it's good to know. Uh huh. Like a weekday, you don't even bother. What if we went somewhere that has bottomless mimosa brunch? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. People will. People will spill. Will tell all. Oh Literally, yeah. Literally, they will. Um. Yeah. I also um. I'm on the radio, Sirius XM. Every day, TikTok Radio Channel 4. TikTok yeah. Radio Channel 4? Yes. 
Shout out. Check it out. Uh, well, follow our, our good friend Davis. Uh, check out all his great stuff. It's, uh, it's really wonderful, funny, and uh, just enjoy to watch. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to check out Going Deeper with uh, Michelle Collins. All things love is blind, and uh, we'll be rating uh, celebrity Halloween costumes uh, and, and much, much more. Talking about divorce, giving up everything for one more football game. What the fuck, Tom? Get it. All downhill since he left the Patriots. Well, he didn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't care. He had more than enough rings. <laughs> See you Just next kidding. time, everybody. Bye. <laughs>